Thank you so much for joining us today on Speak Life Into Me with Rakeen Shay. We are going to be speaking on the topic of abandonment. I have two lovely ladies here with me that are going to join in on this discussion, Miss Natasha and Miss Amanda. Could you please introduce yourselves and your practice and how long you've been practicing? Yes, my name is Natasha Montgomery. I am a licensed professional counselor, also a chemical dependency counselor and a certified life coach. Um, I own a private practice called MBS Whole Health and I've been practicing since 2017. Awesome, thank you so much, Amanda. Yes, my name is Amanda Young. I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state of Texas and Arkansas. I am a part of NIA Counseling PLLC. Um, I have been practicing for seven years. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me today. All right. I am ready to talk about abandonment. I think that we all have been able to either experience or have dealt with someone mm -hmm. that has um, dealt with abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. Could you please, Natasha, tell me what abandonment is? Abandonment is kind of defined as any break in a relationship. So say for instance, you have close relationship with a parent, relationship with an intimate partner, relationship with a friend. It's a breach of trust, a breach of kind of that person being connected to you in the way that they were before. Mm. So them not necessarily being there to meet your emotional needs, your physical needs, so kind of that sense of longing for a relationship that's not healthy. Miss Amanda, mm -hmm. um, in regards to abandonment, what age group do you work with? I work with all ages, but okay. I specifically work with teens and um, children. Okay, awesome. And are you both seeing that there has been an increase of people who are dealing with abandonment issues? I think there has been an increase of people coming to therapy. I don't think they recognize that they're necessarily dealing with abandonment issues. Mm. So a lot of people will come to therapy for issues and relationships. So they're not able to maintain a healthy intimate relationship. They're not necessarily able to maintain friendships or there's some dysfunction within their family. So their parent, parental relationships don't look as healthy as that they would like. So they come in for those reasons yeah. and kind of in digging from my approach to therapy, I always want to go to the root. So mm. it's like, what's happening? Parental relationship, what did your child look, look like? What did attachment look like during childhood? And that's when we kind of determine, okay, there is some abandonment issues there. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when we speak about going to the roots mm -hmm. or finding the roots of the problem. It is oftentimes mm -hmm. from childhood. Is yeah. that right, Amanda? Yes. Um, oftentimes children have like some abandonment issues, but they don't really know what that is. Yeah. Um, when they come into our office, we do like a self-exploratory of their history. So basically what happens is when we get to talking and we go through the symptoms, that's when they can identify like, okay, this is what is happening. Um, I don't have a good relationship with my mom or my dad. This is why I am so withdrawn or I'm seeking out like that unwanted attention from other people. So that's pretty much how it goes when they come into the office. We just look at, again, like Natasha said, the history, how their upbringing was, how close-knit they are with their parents, if their parents are present or not, or if they have like someone that's in their life that is like, you know, positive and invested in them. Mm, I see. 
Um, when we're speaking about the younger generation, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you see that they are dealing with? Some of the, the signs or identifying signs that there is a child that is dealing with abandonment, but we as parents or adults don't really know what that is. Mm -hmm. So some of the signs that I notice um, with the children that I see is they come in with some depression, mm. maybe some anxiety about being around adults or other children. They come in with some anger because mm -hmm. there's pain underneath, you know, that anger. So it's coming out in anger. They come in with some hypersexual activity, some mm. self-harm, um, some suicide ideations. And also they come in with, um, you know, I don't, I don't have any self-confidence. Um, mm. I don't know my self-worth, um, you know, and why should I love myself when no one else is loving me? Mm. So those are the things that I see that shows up um, that can tell a parent that, okay, this is an issue. My child is, you know, suffering from some abandonment issues, which leads to emotional neglect. Mm. Can we talk about the emotional neglect. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of touch on that, what that is and what it can look like? Yeah. So when we're looking at abandonment issues, I think people instantly think, okay, there was an absent parent. So maybe yeah. dad wasn't there. You were raised by a single mom or vice versa. Dad yes. was there and mom wasn't. Mm -hmm. But abandonment can also be emotional where you have two parents in the household, mm -hmm. but they're working a lot. So they're not there kind of checking in and saying, okay, how are you feeling? What's going on with you? Even just being physically present right. to nurture that emotional side of a child. Yeah. So when that is absent for so long, it can become emotional neglect mm -hmm. where that kid is not feeling like they're seen, they're heard, they're really able to learn how to express their feelings in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. During our childhood is our foundational years where we really learn how to connect with people. What do relationships look like? How do you show your emotions? What does love look like? Yeah. And if you're not taught that as a child, you do grow up kind of having that empty space of emotional neglect, which yeah. leads to people looking for it in a lot of unhealthy mm -hmm. ways. Mm. I actually like the fact that you brung up that you can have emotional neglect mm -hmm. from a two-parent home because a lot of times we feel that it mostly comes or it only comes mm -hmm. from a one-parent home. Mm -hmm. But when you are having to work a lot, mm -hmm. that can take away from being able to actually be present as much as you may want or that child may want for their parent or caregiver mm -hmm. to be a part of their life and to share what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. right. I, I like that you bring that up. Amanda, mm -hmm. when we start to speak about the younger generation coming in mm -hmm. and noticing that there is help that is needed, okay. there have been signs of isolation or depression. Mm -hmm. Can you paint that picture? Because when we talk about the roots, I really want us to be able to have a clear from the beginning to how severe it can actually be when a child is really dealing with emotional ne neglect. For example, um, one of the situations could be that a parent being in the home and not really being present. Um, the child might approach their mom, um, approach their parent to talk to them about like what's going on with them. Maybe they're being bullied or maybe, you know, they're feeling sad or whatever. And the parent is just basically dismissive and shut them down completely. Um, with that particular child, what happens is they either withdraw or they try to find other ways to get the parent attention because mm -hmm. the parent is not, you know, giving them attention. Mm -hmm. um, another situation could be 
two parents in the home where maybe the mom or the dad um, is outside of the home working. And then there's another parent who is bottled down with, you know, housework or making sure that she or he keeps everything in order, you know, when it comes to the other parent. And this child is trying to spend some time with this, this parent and this parent don't have time. So now you don't have time for me. So now let me go out here and see who I can connect with that will give me some time as well. Yeah. And then another um, situation I would say is that could be very severe is um, a child coming to a parent and talking to them about abuse. Someone possibly, you know, offending on them or somebody possibly physically abusing them. You tell the parent, the parent is not receptive to hearing or the parent just clearly just shut them down and say, no, 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 that did not happen. Or I don't believe you. Now this child has started to, you know, take these things out on themselves self-harming. Um, they might be covering themselves up so that you won't notice that they're self-harming so that they can release, you know, the pain. So we know that abandonment can be very, very, very traumatic and devastating to a child where a child tend to go on this journey of trying to find like, you know, who, where do I belong or right. who will actually care for me? Um, and it turns into, or can turn into something that is very, you know, traumatic for them later on down the line as well. Mm -hmm. okay. We're going to talk about coping here in just a little bit, but when a child has not had someone to be able to talk to mm -hmm. or get the help that they need mm -hmm. and they get older, mm -hmm. now they're an adult. Mm -hmm. What are some things that happens as an adult when we are dealing with abandonment issues? Yeah. What are some things you're seeing? I think what Amanda said is absolutely correct. And I think those exact behaviors carry over mm. into adulthood. And into adulthood, because as an adult, you have access to more things, right. it can become even more severe. Mm. So seeing as far as said longing for that connection that you didn't get at home, you may be jumping from relationship to relationship or more sexual mm -hmm. um, because you're looking for that connection mm -hmm. or doing things that you wouldn't normally do as far as using drugs, substances, hanging out with people in crowds mm -hmm. that you know aren't healthy, but they're giving you attention mm -hmm. just because you're trying to fill that void. Yeah. And then also kind of some of that self-harm that carries yeah. over. A lot of clients that I see, if they self-harm, it started during childhood. Yes. And that was something really? that they developed yeah. in order to cope mm -hmm. with the pain that they're experiencing. And even when you think about suicidal behavior, or eating mm -hmm. disorders, mm -hmm. like those things come into play during mm -hmm. that period where they really want connection. They don't know how to get those needs met. So they're going to these unhealthy avenues right. and it continues to adulthood. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's great information. Mm -hmm. So when a person, when a child has not had someone to talk to, it can get worse. Yes. And now at this point, it is it can get very hard for a person to be able to unlearn some of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when they come to you, what are some things that we put into practice that are healthy? Mm -hmm coping mechanisms for them to be able to help. I'm actually going to ask you first, Amanda, because I want to go back because once we get to the root parts, okay. um, I think it'll help to be able to, to see from a child's perspective mm -hmm. uh, how important it is. And then we'll go into the yeah. adult portion. 
So um, as far as a child go, I think the first thing is just giving, validating their feelings, mm. giving them something to believe in, um, letting them know that you are there, you care about them, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving them a safe space so that they can open up and talk. Because nine times out of 10, when kids come in, they probably have been failed by a couple of um, you know, adults mm. in their lives where they just don't trust anybody. Mm. So it's building that rapport and building that therapeutic relationship so that they can be able to trust you to open up and talk. And once we have identified through psychoeducation, um, you know, by working with them and everything like that, then we move on into, okay, so what can we do different? Yeah. But first, what is it that you want different? Mm. Um, if you could change anything in your life about this particular situation, what would that be? What would that look like? Yeah. And then once we do that, then we say, okay, let's let's identify some coping skills. Let's challenge you to think differently. You know, give you some homework so that you can start putting these things into practice as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that with kids, it's very important to also have the parent component in mm-hmm. as well because we want to, you know, make sure that we're addressing everything as a whole. Mm-hmm. We cannot just address the child. We have to address the parent too right. and give them feedback so that they can help the child so the child can be successful in therapy. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. And what about for the adults? Is it somewhat to a degree somewhat similar mm-hmm. as if they're coping as an adult? Let me ask you this. Do you find that the older an individual gets that they start to lose hope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there hope mm-hmm. that's lost in the individual when they're dealing with abandonment? Do they ever feel like no one would ever care? Absolutely. I think that there is a sense of hopelessness that they're not necessarily aware of. Mm. A lot of when I kind of work with my clients is making them aware how they've turned these negative coping skills, habits, traits mm-hmm. into personality traits. Mm-hmm. Right. They say, I'm just I just don't like having friends. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to have a relationship mm-hmm. and not necessarily knowing that they're distancing themselves from that for fear a further abandonment. Mm. So I think it is a lot of hopelessness, but kind of underneath the surface to say, okay, that internal belief that either they don't necessarily believe that they'll ever get the love that they desire, or that they're continuously seeking it out in an unhealthy way and they're not sure where these patterns Mm. come from. Mm. I think like Amanda pointed out, really that validation point Mm -hmm. is so important. And kind of walking through their past experiences, understand, okay, what did you need yeah. from your parents as a child? Mm. How do you nurture that inner child and give that to yourself as an adult to say, this is something that I didn't get. You can't go back right, and get those things. But you can say, how do I take control and give myself those things in a healthy way to rebuild that hope and know that, okay, I can set a different pattern, especially mm-hmm. If they're a parent, right? right? So say, okay, how do you not create that same dynamic with your own children? Mm -hmm. To say, okay, how do you create an environment where you can facilitate those type of conversations Mm -hmm. that they need to be there and be present so that you're not also creating another generation Mm -hmm. of abandonment issues? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Is there a form of self-sabotage that can happen when a person is dealing with abandonment? Absolutely. I think because it's that fear, that mm-hmm. internal fear mm-hmm. and that avoidance of, okay, if my mom 
yeah. couldn't love me. Right. How can someone else love me? Yeah. If my dad didn't want to be there, why would someone else want to be there? Mm-hmm. So it's that internal, okay, I'm not, if it's getting, I feel like something's going wrong in this relationship, I'm cutting it. I don't want to be left again. I want right. to be the one who has the power. I want to be the one who makes the choice to leave, right. which doesn't give them the opportunity to say, okay, yeah, relationships get hard. Things happen. You can mm-hmm. work through it yeah. and know that you can have a loving and healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about the younger generation, Amanda, mm-hmm. um, in regards to abandonment, and we're noticing the behavior, we know that it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Do you see that it's very hard sometimes for the children to be able to actually come out and say, you know, we just spoke about the adult portion of mm-hmm. that it can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it that it can be a little bit easier for children once they actually feel a little bit safer and say, OK, I think I can talk to this person to be able to share what they feel, mm-hmm. even though they may not know how to verbally communicate mm-hmm. it effectively? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think so. And I think that's part of um, being a therapist as well. It's like you have the opportunity to see the growth with the kids. Like they come in, maybe guarded. And then once you, I say hook them, basically. Like I always try to pour into them and let them know like, hey, I'm here. We're setting boundaries. I'm here for you. You know, let me know what's going on. You know, try to empower them as well. So I think that once you have hooked them, with your trust and you're pouring into them, you're giving them a different way to, you know, see things differently, then I think that, yes, they will open up. But if you are coming in and you can't really connect and build that rapport, they're not going to open up. So um, the main thing is, is just starting where they're at, meeting them where they're at, try to find like um, a level playing field, a common place that they would like to talk about and then build on those things. We're going to build on their strengths. And I think that that's the main thing with kids. They might be triggered because you might say something or do something that remind them of that person. But again, Mm. you can't take it personal. You just got to remember like these kids are coming in with some form of trauma, um, which is abandonment. Do you, is it hard for when a child, when you see that they're wanting to share, they're wanting mm-hmm. um, to, to start to heal, but sometimes the parent, because of maybe their own past issues, mm-hmm. that it's hard for their parents to be able to see, I need to actually work together with the therapist and the mm-hmm. child. Do you see that sometimes that can come across as an issue or do you see that? Yes. Um, so just what you mentioned. Um, Sometimes it is hard for parents to adapt different um, parenting practices because they come in with built-in information Mm -hmm. or things that they have learned along the way. Mm -hmm. So when we have this child who is suffering and we come in and we talk to the parent, the parent probably be like a little defensive, you know, um, saying, well, hey, this is my child. I'm going to do what I supposed to do or what I need to do. But one thing I do try to tell them is, okay, so the way you have been parenting has not been working. And if it has been working, then why is the child here? So if the child is here working on themselves, then we're going to have to like tweak some things because I always say it's just like a cold. This baby is sick. 
It's just like a cold. When you get a cold, you try to nurse them back, you know, by giving them medicine. It's the same thing. We nursing them back to, you know, their quality of life or whatever they feel is normal Mm. for them to be able to function. So sometimes it's challenging the parent as well. And sometimes we do that with the child. Or sometimes we do it without the child being in there. And I like to actually do it without the child being in there because I want to empower the child while they're in therapy to speak, you know, their truth to the parents. So I don't want to take their voice away. So I always try to do it when the child is not in there. Mm, I like that. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Miss Natasha, Mm -hmm. when you have someone, or let me ask this, um, as adults, when they're struggling with abandonment, okay? And we say that it does affect relationships, that it can affect all their overall life mm-hmm. in general, uh, where to the point to where they are, they're isolated. Yeah. And we can get that mixed up sometimes with being an introvert mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they have a tendency to shut down and shut yeah. people off. Um, how does a person get to a point to where one they can acknowledge that yes this is abandonment mm-hmm. and be able to allow themselves to um, be self-aware but to bring themselves out of that shell mm-hmm. do you find it that that's hard for some individuals and how do you get them to be a little bit more open yeah to to ha- hanging out getting yeah. outside yeah i think even in that the start of kind of abandonment work is a lot of people don't like to call their parents out on things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that is really a struggle to say, okay, we're not making your parent a villain. Right. We're mm-hmm. acknowledging your experience. Right. And as they kind of walk through that process of saying, okay, yeah, no, I didn't get these things met. And it's causing me to mm-hmm. isolate. Yeah. It's causing me to not trust people or cause me not to make friends or have relationships. As they break down and really get a better understanding of the effect of kind of that mm-hmm. abandonment on their lives, they can say, okay, I've processed through this. Yeah. I understand why I've developed some of these unhealthy habits mm-hmm. and it's kind of scaling it, right? So it's some exposure therapy as far as, yeah. why don't you try going out? If you, What do you like to do? You wanna go dance or go mm-hmm. to the skating rink or right. just trying those little things as they gain that confidence and understand, okay, I don't have to be the same person that I've always been. Mm-hmm. I can choose to be something different mm-hmm. and say, okay, what does friendships look like for you? Mm-hmm. How do you connect with your coworkers? How do you mm-hmm. connect with people that you're around in your day to day in order to set a different tone for your life? Mm-hmm. So it takes time. Like she said, yeah. abandonment is trauma and trauma work is intense. It mm-hmm. is slow and steady. Mm-hmm. But as they continue to know themselves more, build mm-hmm. that self-trust, that self-confidence, it helps them to step outside of that box mm-hmm. and really redefine what their life looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Would you like to say anything about that, Amanda? No, I was just going to say that um, when it comes to children as well, yes, what she said is trauma. So we have to be careful about how we approach it because we don't want to re-traumatize right. them. So um, sometimes children come in. Um, teenagers come in and they're not ready to change. Mm. You know, they like functioning in this space because that's all they know. Mm. So we have to give them, you know, some type of hope in order to change. So it's all about just, like I said, believing in them, giving them something different. And it might scare them because they're like, okay, 
this lady is like real nice. Um, she believes in me. She's right. empathetic. She's yeah. not responding to me because they're going to push your buttons. That's mm -hmm. what children are going to do. They're going to push your buttons. But if you remain the same and you don't switch up on them and you're empathetic and you just, you know, just warming in your approach with them. Yeah they are going to be okay. They're going to eventually open up and they're going to trust you and then you can't get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck with them at yeah. that point. Stuck. That's good. That yeah. starts to create that bonds mm -hmm. of uh, or establishing the facts. I can trust. Mm -hmm. I can trust and I can allow myself to to be loved mm -hmm. and to let someone in mm -hmm. so it feels as though you're saying consistency yes mm -hmm. really does matter yes mm. Mm -hmm. i like that consistency is the key yes in all areas of life of being able to say yes to healing mm -hmm. and to get the help that we need mm -hmm. i need to be able to actually sit down and talk to someone Yes. To get yeah. the life that I want and desire to have. Yes. I can create the life mm -hmm. for myself when I say yes to my healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about when someone is dealing with their abandonment issues and this emotional trauma that comes along with it. When someone is dealing with this, how does that start to affect? And we mentioned before, it can affect your other relationships and so forth. Um, do you see how it can cause a lot of damages in how you raise your children, mm -hmm. your marriages? Mm -hmm. Is that something that will, it starts to create a domino effect if, it's, if that person is not able to deal with it, yeah. right? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think with the parenting piece, a lot of people repeat what they've seen. Mm -hmm. So if this is what my mom did, then it mm -hmm. must be okay because my mom did it, right? Yeah. So it's learning how those experiences carry over. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially and even with relationships, I ask, okay, what did you notice? What did you see about your parents' relationship? How did they interact with each other? What mm -hmm. did their marriage look like? Mm -hmm. In order to kind of build and see those patterns that exist in their own relationships mm -hmm. to say, okay, there's some common patterns and you know personally how it felt being a child, being raised by your parents. Mm -hmm. So how do you start to create something different in that way? But it can cause a lot of tension, mm -hmm. a lot of distress when that abandonment isn't resolved, especially if you have a husband and a wife mm -hmm. who are both dealing with abandonment issues oh, yeah. and their mm -hmm. abandonment issues are bumping up against each other yeah, and they're raising kids. So yeah. it can be a whole dynamic to yeah. say, okay, we need to stop. Let's address what the root is. Mm -hmm. Let's try and one, heal yourself. Like Amanda said, getting the kids in counseling as early mm -hmm. as possible to help them also to be able to learn some good skills. Mm -hmm. And and I'll say um, when it comes to, you know, counseling, when it comes to adults and children, we want to make sure that they're able to connect with that therapist as well. Mm -hmm. If they don't connect, we're not going to get any work done. So it's very important for them to connect with someone in order for that person to establish like, OK, this is where we're going or this is where we like to see you at. So how can we get there? They have to buy in to you in your practice because yeah. we are dealing with a lot who don't necessarily believe in therapy mm -hmm. you know right. so yeah. you might be the first one or you might be the fifth one that right. they had mm -hmm. right. so you're just going to have to show them something different when they actually come into right it. that actually leads me into the next thing i wanted to ask you is 
dealing with a parent or a family member, mm -hmm. right, that feels as though, well, I had a hard life. I dealt, my dad wasn't mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. My uncle wasn't there and I needed them around. Mm -hmm. So you should be okay. Mm -hmm. How oftentimes do you see and hear that in, in families now that I've been through it and I turned out okay? You should be okay mm -hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. I think too is relating other saying, okay, minimizing stuff for you because yeah. other people have had it worse. So I think mm -hmm. it goes both ways. Yeah. I've had a hard life. It's like, okay, my kid, they'll be fine. Yeah. You work to create a better life for your kid. It's like, okay, well, we got food on the table. We're not struggling. The lights mm -hmm. are on. But knowing it's deeper than that, that yeah. that emotional piece is really important yeah. to be able to pour into and nurture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, too, that, yes, it's normal for families to say, oh, yeah, you know, I've been through this. It didn't break me. You know, yeah. you're going to be OK. But they have not yet acknowledged that they have went through some trauma too, yeah. or they have been abandoned, or they yeah. have been abused in some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. So they're conditioned to their way of living. Right. Whereas the child these days are like, no, mm -hmm. that's yeah. not my walk. And I don't want it to be my walk. Right. And I'm telling you that there's something wrong. So I think that when it comes to families too, instead of dismissing it, and making it like, oh, y'all are going to be okay. Yeah. Okay, what is it that you need from me? Yeah. Because I might not understand it, but I can help you find it. Or we can help, you know, each other find it. So what is it that you need from me to help you get through this piece? Mm -hmm. And that's all sometimes um, the children and the teenagers need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that. Very good point. I'll just add one more thing. I think mm -hmm. it's great that we have platforms like this yeah. mm -hmm. because what our previous generations didn't have our kids have now yeah. the normalizing mm -hmm. the conversation around yeah. mental health mm -hmm. and then recognizing okay i don't have to repeat these mm -hmm. same patterns yeah. like getting help yeah. getting some options yeah. is yeah. available yeah i can choose differently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it didn't feel good yeah right. and i choose to not carry on how i felt to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times that is, we mentioned that before, it's very hard to say, I'm not attacking my parents. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they're bad parents, mm -hmm. but there was some hurt there. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to do things a little differently. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And thank you for really just painting the picture mm -hmm. for when we have issues of abandonment that a lot of times most times it is going to stem from childhood. Mm -hmm. I think that you ladies beautifully painted the picture of what it looks like mm -hmm. from a younger generation and when it's unresolved, mm -hmm. how it can affect us overall mm -hmm. in our relationships, mm -hmm. how we work, how we look within ourselves mm -hmm. yeah. and how we choose to say, mm-mm, I want to do things a little differently this time. Right. Yeah. And it's not to discredit mm -hmm. anyone else previously, mm -mm. but I want to just do things a little differently. Yes. I want to create a new way. Yeah. I want to make sure that my child or anyone else that felt that mm -hmm. doesn't feel that right. going forward. Yeah. yeah. So I want to thank you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining. I know this is a topic that a lot of people deal with, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a very needed topic for us to discuss. 
a lot of us have dealt with abandonment issues from one form to another. It is nothing to ignore. Mm -hmm. It is nothing to make anyone feel that they are less than. Mm -hmm. Just understand that we all have a background. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you have a choice mm -hmm. to do things a little differently. And I applaud you, however hard that it may be for you, to choose to do things differently. If it feels good, go for it. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you again. I wish you all the best and we'll see you on the next show.